This is Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ with author and wealth manager Chris Herline of Reap Financial. Retirement, estate, asset protection. Chris is here to help answer your questions about living the life you want in retirement. Reach out now at 512-249-7300, 512-249-7300, or chris at wealthradio.com. That's chris at wealthradio.com. Now, here's Chris Herline. Money, 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 money. Good day, everybody. Chris Herline here of Reap Financial and host of Wealth Radio right here on News Radio KLBJ for over a decade now. Encourage you to visit wealthradio.com. Tune in to past week's shows. You can download many of our informative and up-to-date white papers around all the topics we discuss here. And these are things that we discuss with many of our successful families week in and week out in the office, whether they're business owners ready to exit, pre- and post-retirees, families that have maybe inherited wealth from their parents and beyond. And if you're tuned in today, I am encouraging you to tune in with me through the hour because we're going to cover some very timely and up-to-date laws that have recently passed around your investments and your retirement planning. Now, back in 2019, I spent a good part of that year talking about the SECURE Act, Many of our loyal Wealth Radio listeners, you've heard of the SECURE Act. And I got to be honest, back in 2019 into 2020, when this thing passed, I wasn't excited about it. In fact, I was motivated to get on the airwaves here and share with you all of the changes around the retirement landscape. And when it came to inheriting money from your parents or your aunts, your uncles, whoever, because it really flipped a lot of the tax and retirement planning laws upside down. Now I'm here reporting to you in 2023 that at the back end of last year, in 2022 December, late in the night, they passed the SECURE Act 2.0. And when you compare this to the SECURE Act 1.0, I'm going to be honest, I'm very excited about the SECURE Act 2.0. Why? because there are some great things in this piece of legislation for investors, for those of you in your 50s, for those of you in your 60s and beyond that are really going to help boost your retirement saving, your flexibility in where you're saving, and potentially allow you to keep more money in your pocket via taxes. If you've tuned into this program for any amount of time, you understand that we see everything through the tax lens first. The way that our most successful families at Reap Financial build wealth is by keeping their wealth via taxes. They understand that it's all about the net. And the reason I'm going to enforce that today is because so many of the provisions in the SECURE Act 2.0 that just recently passed are really based around Roth planning. Now, as we dive into this, I want to encourage you to take notes because I'm going to cover the 10 things that you need to know about the SECURE Act 2.0. Now, here's something that I put at the very top, number one. And I have been talking to you about this for the last, let's say, year. Because one of the things that mess retirees up when it comes to taxes and taxes on their Social Security and an increase in their Medicare premiums is this pesky little thing called 
a required minimum distribution. It's called an RMD. RMDs were assessed or forced to be taken out of your IRAs and 401ks at age 70 and a half. It was like that for 30 years and not until just the SECURE Act in 2019 did they move the age of the RMD out to age 72. Well now, under the SECURE Act 2.0, here in 2023, they've pushed that RMD age back to age 73. But for those of you that were born in 1960 or later, your RMD age is now pushed out to 75. Now, why is this a big deal? Because what so many families consider doing when we consult with them and show them what the long game looks like in retirement with your income and your taxes, they start wanting to get into the Roth IRA game, the Roth conversion game. And it's not an end-all, be-all target, but the sooner you can get in this game, for many, the better. And although you can get in the Roth game after age 72 or what is age 73 now, your RMD age, like I said, the sooner you get in, the better. And so a lot of times in the Roth conversion planning that my team of advisors puts together for our families is we're trying to get the heavy lifting of the conversion work done prior to you turning 73 or the RMDH. And that's because we want to reduce the size of that distribution from age 70 to 80 and age 80 to 90 when taxes could be exponentially higher. So the reason the provision that was passed here in the SECURE Act 2.0 is so important is it buys you investors and retirees more time to get dollars converted before your RMD goes into effect, which could mean, by the way, smaller required minimum distributions over several more years, which could equate to smaller tax bills on the conversion. That's what we like to see. We don't like writing tax checks and bills to the IRS. But what's interesting is once you start getting a forward look at what your income planning looks like in retirement, and I don't care if you're looking at this in your 40s or your 70s, when you start looking at the long game, it can get easier to write checks today at historically low tax rates on these conversions when you know you're prepared for what could be higher taxes in the future. When you have IRAs out there, when you have 401ks, you are in a one-sided relationship with Uncle Sam because each and every year, they can dictate how much they want to tax those pre-tax dollars, those dollars that you never have been taxed on. So this increase in the RMDH is phenomenal. I'm very excited about it for our very own clients at Reap Financial, for so many of our Wealth Radio listeners. And the reason is it's going to give you more control. But the question is, is what action are you going to take to leverage these additional years? Do you have a Roth conversion plan in place? Do you know how much you should convert? Do you know how much it's going to cost to convert? Most importantly, do you know how much it's going to save you long term? That's the number you want to get to the bottom of. And that's what we help families get to the bottom of every day in our offices here in Reap Financial in Austin, Texas. And we can help you do that too. Now, I'm going to put a stamp on point number one here. RMDs generally are the biggest thorn in a retiree's side, not just because you're forced to take money out, but the money that you're forced to take out of these IRAs and 401ks, it's taxed as income. And so what happens for those of you that have done a moderate 
to very exceptional job of saving in these accounts, that RMD could be sizable. And it's all based on the value of your pre-tax accounts. Now, that RMD may seem to start low, but throughout the years, the factor that they use to calculate your RMD, that goes up. And so, in most people's cases, under the families that we consult, you're taking a larger amount out each year, which equates to a larger bottom line on the 1040, which at some point, if it doesn't happen immediately at your RMD age, can push you up into higher tax brackets, which then equate to what? Well, not just more tax on the income that you're forced to pull out, but more tax on your pensions, more tax on your social security, potentially a higher capital gains rate when you go to sell stocks or sell real estate, and potentially elevated Medicare premiums. So it's kind of a snowball effect, right? So what I'm sharing with you is great news. I'm propagating hope today because when it comes to the Secure Act 2.0, there are some great provisions that have passed, but you've got to get in front of these. We've spent today's first segment just on number one, and I've got nine more to cover with you. So you're going to want to stay tuned to this. But if you're in a position where you're saying, you know, I've been wanting to get in the Roth game or you know, very little of my overall net worth is in Roth, make 2023 the year that you take control and get a Roth conversion plan together. Here's what I'm going to do. For the first five individuals that email me, chris at wealthradio.com. Email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com. And my team of advisors will run you a Roth analysis based on your pre-tax IRAs and 401ks. And we'll show you an example of the tax liability that you may face by not converting and by converting but also the amount of tax savings it could provide. It's a great value. You don't have to come into the office. We can handle it by phone or a quick virtual meeting. Email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com. That's chris at wealthradio.com. My team will be in touch to get a few details and get that on its way to your inbox. I'm Chris Herline. This is Wealth Radio. Today, we're covering the 10 things to know about the Secure Act 2.0, and I got nine more to go over with you today. Keep it right here. I'll be right back. 512-249-7300 is the number to reach Chris and the Wealth Radio team. That's 512-249-7300. Set up a time for your complimentary retirement and tax analysis. 512-249-7300. Or take advantage of our free retirement resources at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com. Now, now, back to Wealth Radio on News Radio, KLBJ. Well, I want to welcome you back. Chris Herline here of Reap Financial and uh, host of Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ uh, for over a decade now. And we're glad to be with you covering some really important information today. Very up to date, hot off the press information around the Secure Act 2.0. This just passed end of December. And there's a lot of things in this bill that impacts investors and pre and post retirees and in a very positive way, and that's what I'm focusing on today. Today, we're covering the 10 things you need to know about the Secure Act 2.0. First segment, I spoke about how the RMD ages are now pushed back to 73 here in 2023. 
And for those of you born 1960 or beyond, good news, your RMD is going to be pushed out to 75, so it's buying you a lot of additional time when it comes to your Roth conversion work. Now, number two on the 10 things list, the largest IRS penalty in the book actually surrounded your RMDs. If you missed an RMD last year or in years prior, you were assessed a 50% penalty, 50 50% penalty on missed RMDs or if you undercalculated how much you should have taken. Well, under the SECURE Act 2.0, they've now reduced that down to 25%. But they also state that if you can rectify that, if you can make good on the amount that you should have taken, whether you missed it altogether or maybe underestimated, and you can get that done within a new tax cycle or before a tax is assessed on that underestimated RMD, under distributed RMD would be better put, or before you get a letter from the IRS, that penalty can be as low as 10%. So again, RMDs, they're not rocket science, but they do create confusion and complication for IRA owners and 401k owners. And this is why for the clients at Reap Financial, our firm here in Central Texas, we administer our clients' RMDs every year. Sometimes we need to take them early in the year, for most, maybe later in the year. But this is something that retirees typically don't want to worry about. And it's important that if you're a self-manager or you've got counsel that doesn't administer your RMDs for you, that you're keeping very good track. Because in some cases, you could take your full year's aggregate RMD out of one account. That would be generally IRAs. But if you've got 401ks or multiple 401ks, 403bs, in most cases, you don't get to take it out of just one. You need to calculate it out of maybe two or maybe three, depending on the various accounts that you have. So it can be more to keep up with than maybe you're comfortable with or want to worry about. But the good news is, is that if one is underdistributed or is missed, at least now the penalty has been decreased. Number three, what I'm calling is super catch-up contributions for those of you in your 60s. Now, for those of you over 50, you're able to do what's called catch-up contributions in your 401ks. And it can be a sizable amount. But now the law is stating that if you're 60, 61, 62, or 63, in those years, you can do a catch-up contribution well up to $10,000 beyond your regular contribution. Now, why is the government doing this? They're incentivizing people to be able to save more in their retirement accounts. More and more baby boomers have not saved enough and or maybe when you're 55 or heading into your 60s, you've got your kids off payroll. A lot of people are starting to buckle down and really get serious about stockpiling cash. So this super catch-up contribution, for those of you 60 to 63, this can be a real benefit. Now, this isn't going to happen automatically in your 401k. Typically, you're going to need to go to your custodian and elect to withhold more to try to max out those. So if you're a person that is either playing catch-up or maybe you got more discretionary income than you need month to month, it very well may make sense to be adding more to hit that new super catch-up limit. So that's number three. And obviously, I've always said for years here on KLBJ, I want you to save until it hurts and then save a little bit more. And the earlier you get started on the path, the easier it is as you approach the finish line of retirement. 
So that was number three. Now, when we get into number four, IRAs also allow for catch-up contributions. And moving forward in 2024, they're going to now increase the catch-up contribution limit for the first time in about 16 years, by the way. It's only been $1,000 for people over 50. So essentially, you could save for years about 6,000 bucks in an IRA, but if you're over 50, you could do a $1,000 catch-up. Well, effective in 2024, you'll be able to do what they're saying is a $1,200 contribution, and then that should go up about 100 bucks each year index for inflation. Now, they've already stated 100 bucks each year, so I don't know what inflationary rate they're using or if they're in tune with <laughs> the current inflation rate here in the country, but here's the benefit. You're gonna be able to stockpile more cash in IRAs, effective 2024. So as I said, top of the show here today, the SECURE Act 1.0 passed in 2019 was not real favorable. In fact, it really targeted savers and retirees who had done the best job of saving, in my opinion. It was really putting added pressure on beneficiaries that are inheriting IRAs. Maybe you from your mom and dad, or maybe you plan to leave wealth to your heirs. And they changed a lot of the distribution rules, which is now we've got Secure Act 2.0, which really seems to be focused more on incentivizing pre and post retirees to take action, to stockpile more or leverage the increased time that they've given you around your RMDs. But here's an interesting one. A lot of families, you may have heard of long-term care insurance and you may have had parents that have needed long-term care assistance, whether it's home health care, nursing home care. And if you were in tune to that, maybe you were helping them through that, it's expensive and the money goes quick. And so a lot of times when you see that or experience that, you start thinking, well, hold on. I'm not in my 30s and 40s anymore. I'm in my 50s, 60s, maybe even approaching 70. And you may want to be an individual that can leave money your kids someday, but I guarantee I know what your number one priority is. It's never being a burden to them. And so many clients of Reap Financial, many of our listeners here on Wealth Radio, you may be thinking, hey, at some point, I, I may need some long-term care insurance. A married couple, there's literally over a 50% chance that one of you will need long-term care. And it's not cheap. Here in Texas, the average cost of long-term care, where you're in a fully assisted facility is over $110,000 a year. Now, statistically, when you go into these places, you last two to five years. That's an average. The other interesting thing is, is that when you look at who's in long-term care facilities, nursing homes, whatever you want to call them, the ratio to men versus women, it's staggering. It's nine women to one man, nine to one. <laughs> Where were those statistics when I was in high school? right? You'd have killed for those odds. <laughs> I only point that out because chances are within a married couple that one of you may need it. And if you've thought about long-term care, you know that it can be expensive. You may have already purchased one and had it for years and seen your premiums go up through the years. And you're going, is there an end in sight? A lot of the major carriers, insurance companies have gotten out of the game because there's really no end in sight as to how high healthcare could go. So all this to say, number five, under the Secure Act 2.0, there's a new strategy to allow you to use pre-tax IRA dollars to pay for your long-term care insurance. What am I saying? If you have a long-term care policy or you're considering getting one under the Secure Act, 
you can now use money in your IRA, maybe your former 401k that's been rolled to your IRA to pay for long-term care. Why is that a great benefit? It's because you're gonna pay for those premiums with dollars that you never paid tax on. In fact, when you put the money in the IRA, you got a tax deduction. Those dollars have probably grown, could have doubled, tripled, quadrupled in value over the years, and now you can take those dollars out to pay for long-term care premiums, up to $2,500 per person. And when you look at what the premiums cost in today's environment, could be $250, $300, $350 a month. So a good portion of your annual policy premiums may be able to be funded by your IRA dollars. In fact, I will tell you, if you have an IRA and you have long-term care insurance or you're considering getting it, I would venture to say the first dollars you should consider using to fund those premiums each and every month or year come from your IRA. Now, when you do this, you're gonna have to submit documentation along with your tax return, to substantiate this, premium statements, so there's gonna be added administration and paperwork, but again, using pre-tax dollars for premiums makes a lot of sense. And again, I think they're just trying to allow retirees to think of things a little bit more responsibly and incentivize you to think outside the box and be proactive with your planning. Now, we're only on number five, okay? And I'm covering today the 10 things to know about the Secure Act 2.0. I hope you're taking notes. I'm Chris Herline. This is Wealth Radio. I'll be right back with you. Be sure to catch Chris during the 6 p.m. news hour every Monday and Wednesday on KXAN Channel 36 right here in Austin. And set up a retirement and tax analysis with Chris and the team at Reap Financial now at 512-249-7300. We'll be right back on Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ. Stay connected to Wealth Radio during the week at WealthRadio.com. Wealthradio hey, I just met you. Chris Herline, this is Wealth Radio. Thanks for tuning in, making us part of your weekend here. Covering some really up-to-date news around the new Secure Act law that just recently passed, end of last year. We spent a lot of time covering at least the top five. Now we're going to get into the back five as we are talking the 10 things to know about the Secure Act 2.0. Now, I prefaced in the last segment that I am very excited about the Secure Act 2.0. I didn't like Secure Act 1.0. My affluent clients, the clients our advisors serve at Reap Financial, it really flipped a lot of the rules for retirement planning and legacy planning upside down, whereas Secure Act 2.0 really is incentivizing retirees to take advantage of additional time on things, investors to save more, to better prepare for their retirement years. And, you know, a lot of the provisions around the Secure Act 2.0 almost embrace the Roth rules. If you've tuned into Wealth Radio or joined me on my webinars through the years or view our YouTube channel a couple times a week with all of our updates, you know that we focus heavily on Roth planning. It gives you the control you seek. And when I look at number six, of the 10 things you need to know about Secure Act 2.0, there are brand new Roth contribution rules for high earners. Now, if you've been contributing to your Roth 401k, 
for any amount of time, or even your regular 401k, you know that you can put a lot of money in these things, much more than an IRA. But see, now they've put a new income limit in effect. So if you've been contributing to your 401k, let's say you've been maxing that puppy out. If you make over $145,000, you make over 145 grand, and you want to add catch-up contributions to your 401k, now they state that the contribution, that catch-up contribution must be made to the Roth portion of your 401k. Now, how does that affect you? Well, it means the additional funds that you're able to stockpile in there over 50, by making them go to your Roth portion, you don't get a tax deduction for those. Now, I venture to say that one of the main incentives, particularly early on in your retirement saving, in these 401ks was that, man, I can put money in and get a tax deduction every year. And as your income has grown, you've probably upped the ante and put more in those accounts. And you really like that tax deduction you get every year. But now they state if you make over 145, the catch-up portion must go to the Roth. Now, let me tell you why I'm okay with that. In fact, I prefer that. It's because for so many pre-retirees out there, the smallest account that you have potentially is your Roth 401k or Roth IRA. Think about your portfolio right now. When you think about your brokerage and your IRAs and your multiple company 401ks, do you have a Roth? Okay, if you do, where does it sit on the totem pole of the account balance? It's generally on the low end or the no end if you even got one. So this is actually going to force individuals that want to max contributions to get dollars in the Roth and start stockpiling and building a foundation of Roth that can break a sweat and forever grow for you tax-free, forever be RMD-free. Go to your heirs tax-free. But that's a big change because for higher earners, those making over 145000 that catch-up is no longer going to be tax-deductible. So keep that in mind if you just hold the course and don't change what you're doing, you're going to be forced to change at the end of the year or in the following year. And you're potentially going to have a little more taxes than you've used to if you're making over that $145,000 limit. Now, number seven, this is very exciting. For those of you that have been on a course of maxing out your Roth 401k, good for you. Now, if you get an employee match, the thing I haven't liked over the years is the match portion that your employer makes could only be added to your traditional 401k, that pre-tax 401k. They weren't allowed to put it in the Roth. Whereas my mindset for so many of our savers is let's try to get as much in. Well, effective 2023, so this year, your employer can now make their employer match to the Roth. Now, this isn't gonna happen automatically. You're gonna need to go to HR or the custodian and elect to have your employer match made to the Roth. Always consult with the CPA on these things or an accountant or your advisor, but this is a great benefit to get more dollars in the Roth every year to break a sweat for you. Now, well within number seven here, there's also a change. This strange provision in the IRS code that said, hey, if you have a Roth 401k, you have to take required minimum distributions on it. And now you're confused because you're going, whoa, 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 I thought Roth didn't have required distributions. Well, Roth IRAs don't have required distributions on them. But up until this law passed, essentially, 
They've said, no, 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 no. If you've got a Roth 401k, you have to take RMDs. Well, effective 2024, I want to be clear, 2024, dollars that are in your Roth 401k are no longer going to be subject to required distribution. More control. We're not used to the government giving us more control, are we? But in this case, more control. Now, you could always roll over a Roth 401k. Let's say if it was an old 401k or let's say you left the employer, you retired, you can always roll that over to a Roth IRA and get around that. But again, I think the government's making things, if I can even say this, believe it or not, a little more efficient for retirees and pre-retirees by adding this to the Secure Act 2.0. But both, in this case, are number seven. Better the landscape when it comes to the Roth world. Now, number eight, when it comes to the top 10 things you need to know about the Secure Act 2.0, there's new options for spouse IRA beneficiaries. Well, that's surviving spouse IRA beneficiaries, I should say. Right now, you're able to choose three ways to inherit an IRA if you're a surviving spouse. The first way is your spouse were to pass, their IRA can be rolled into your IRA, into your name, your current IRA. Or you can keep the IRA where it's at, this is option two, and it becomes your IRA at the former custodian, and your name is now added to that as the owner. Or the third way is assign it as a beneficiary IRA. Now, when Secure Act 1.0 passed, it put this 10-year rule or provision on inherited IRAs. Whereas you got to take all the money out of there in 10 years. So under today's law, I don't think option three of a beneficiary IRA is a good idea for a surviving spouse. It could be in very few situations, but in most, it's not real favorable. But there's now a fourth option, and it allows you to claim the IRA as a surviving spouse. And where this could come into play is now that they allow this, if you elect option four, you don't have to take a required distribution on this money until the deceased individual would have turned RMDH. So let me give an example of when this could play out favorably. You've got a individual that's, let's say, late 60s, and you've got a spouse that's 60 years old. And the 60-year-old spouse is deceased. By electing this fourth option, you would not have to take that RMD under the new law for 13 years until that individual would have turned 73. Whereas if you inherited that IRA as your own, you would have had to take RMDs on it when you turn 73 or RMD age. So the point is, it allows money to season and stay in that account for longer growing tax deferred while you decide how to reposition assets and put together your income plan. So again, more options. That one's a little more obscure, but unfortunately, we see that people pass every year. And this is just giving more flexibility within our planning with our widow clients. Now, number nine, new Roth accounts are available for you self-employed individuals out there and you business owners. There's always been accounts called uh, simple IRAs and SEP IRAs. And now they've come out with Roth SEP IRAs, Roth simple IRAs. And the reason these are cool 
is that you can put a ton of money in these accounts. You think about the contribution limits you can put in IRAs and 401ks, a SEP IRA allows you to put up to $66,000 here in 2023 in one year if your income justifies it. You can put up to 25% of your income in one, up to 66,000. So you can really stockpile a Roth. So you could literally have an IRA, you could have a 401k and have a consulting business or own a business or a, be self-employed outside of your W-2 paycheck. And you could be funding one of these SEP IRAs that have the Roth treatment these days. Simple IRAs, you can do a Roth simple now. It allows you to put 15,500 in it. And if you're over 50, you can put a $3,500 catch up in there. So again, they've opened up the door for new Roth dollars that have not been around. Now, obviously you could convert a simple or a SEP to a Roth in a given year. If you've already been doing contributions one, there's some pro rata rules you need to be aware of, but this is really cleans the slate. This like starts the timer over for those of you that have ever considered a simple or a SEP. Very powerful strategy. Now today we're covering the 10 things you need to know about the Secure Act 2.0. And I've talked a lot about the Roth provisions and I wanna encourage you to email me to get your hands on our Roth report for 2023. It's at no cost for our Wealth Radio listeners. Email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com. Chris at wealthradio.com. And I'll have my team get it on its way to your inbox. When we get back number 10, and it's a big one, because there are still a lot of opportunities that we thought were on the chopping block, but they didn't make the cut. Keep it right here. I'll be right back. 512-249-7300 is the number to reach Chris and the Wealth Radio team. That's 512-249-7300. Set up a time for your complimentary retirement and tax analysis. 512-249-7300. Or take advantage of our free retirement resources at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com. We want to be your retirement resource. Check out Chris's latest books and online courses at WealthRadio.com. That's WealthRadio.com. Welcome back. Chris Herline here already in our last segment here today. And back in 2019, I spent a good part of that year talking about the SECURE Act. Many of our loyal Wealth Radio listeners, you've heard of the SECURE Act. And I got to be honest, back in 2019 into 2020, when this thing passed, I wasn't excited about it. In fact, I was motivated to get on the airwaves here and share with you all of the changes around the retirement landscape. And when it came to inheriting money from your parents or your aunts, your uncles, whoever, because it really flipped a lot of the tax and retirement planning laws upside down. Now I'm here reporting to you in 2023 that at the back end of last year, in 2022 December, late in the night, they passed the SECURE Act 2.0. And when you compare this to the SECURE Act 1.0, I'm gonna be honest, I'm very excited about the SECURE Act 2.0. Why? because there are some great things in this piece of legislation for investors, for those of you in your 50s, for those of you in your 60s and beyond that are really going to help boost your retirement saving, your flexibility in where you're saving, and potentially allow you to keep more money in your pocket via taxes. I'm Chris Herline. 
This is Wealth Radio. I'll be right back with you. Would you like a steady, guaranteed return on your investment? Now's the time to make yield great again with a multi-year guaranteed annuity. With Migas, your interest rate is locked in for a fixed period of time, so no worries about the unpredictable stock market. Plus, rates are at their highest in a decade. Earn up to 6% on a five-year MIGA for a guaranteed return. With a MIGA, take advantage of tax-deferred growth and added stability to your portfolio. Lock in your rate today. Visit MIGARATE.com or text 4444 to 21000. Don't miss out on this fantastic opportunity. MIGAs are making yield great again. Go to MYGARATE.com or text 4444 to 21000 for your personalized MIGA quote. Annuity guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Annuities are insurance products that may be subject to fees, surrender charges, and holding periods which vary by company. Annuities are not FDIC insured. Rates as of 12-19-22 and subject to change. Reap Insurance Group, LLC, Texas License 229 I'm Chris and This is Wealth Radio. Thanks for tuning in, making us part of your weekend here. If you're just tuning in today, we've covered some very important topics that have just passed gone into law, the new Secure Act 2.0, and today we have covered the top 10 things you need to know about the 2.0. Now, listen here. There are several things that I broadcasted last year that we were concerned may come to fruition through the passage of Secure Act 2.0. And to our surprise, many of these things didn't show up in the final bill that passed. So I want to update you on the things that didn't get cut that are still available in your planning tools. The first one is they were talking about getting rid of the backdoor Roth IRA. The backdoor Roth IRA is a strategy for higher earners and they say that if you make over a certain amount of money, you cannot make a contribution directly to your Roth IRA. But for years, you've been able to do what's called a backdoor. And what you do in this is you make a contribution to your traditional IRA. And that contribution, it'll, it'll be what's called non-deductible. So you're not getting a tax deduction. So if you're not gonna get a tax deduction, you might as well convert it in the same year to a Roth IRA. Now, I wanna be clear about something. When you do a backdoor conversion or backdoor Roth IRA, you gotta be aware of something. There's a pro rata rule. So if you already have money in IRA, and you want to make a non-deductible IRA contribution in a given year because your income and you convert it, you're potentially going to still have to pay a portion of tax. It's called the pro rata rule. So you need to estimate this with your CPA prior to taking advantage of this. But for younger savers out there, let's say that you are just getting into the game or you got very little in the IRA and you are a high earner and you're wanting to do this backdoor Roth strategy, you may pay little to no tax. All in all, that being said, the backdoor strategy survived the Secure Act 2.0. And for the foreseeable future, it's still a viable option. The second thing, this was the greatest concern that we researched before the bill passed. It said that it could potentially eliminate Roth conversions altogether. Altogether. Now, I was shocked by this and I wasn't. They were stating that if you were a high earner and made over $400,000, that 10 years after the bill passed, Roth conversions would be phased out. That is nowhere in the Secure Act 2.0, so you can rest assured that at least for the foreseeable, Roth conversions are still available. The third one that we were concerned with 
is potentially the elimination of 1031 exchanges for you savvy real estate investors and opportunity zone funds, which is a strategy to be able to defer capital gains on, well, capital gains. You can defer the taxes on the sale of stocks or highly appreciated real estate. Both the 1031 and OZ's opportunity zone funds as of now are still available here in 2023 and a very viable strategy when it makes sense for those of you navigating capital gains. Now, we've talked a lot about Roth today and many of you don't know if Roth is in the cards for you or if you like the idea of Roth, you don't know how much you should convert or how much it's going to cost to convert. Let us show you that. And I put this offer out there earlier and I'm going to honor it now. Here within this hour, the first five people that email me, we're going to run a Roth analysis for you to get you an answer on how much you should convert, what your liability is, and how much you could potentially save long term. You don't have to come to the office for this. We just need a couple details and we'll run this and send it to your inbox. It's of great value. Email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com. Chris at wealthradio.com and my team will have it on its way to your inbox after we get that information we need from you. Thank you for tuning in today, making us part of your weekend. I hope this was very beneficial in updating you on the things to know about the Secure Act 2.0. We're with you every weekend. I'm Chris Herline of Reap Financial. This is Wealth Radio. We'll be back with you next weekend. Until then, all the best to you and your family. One two two four nine seventy three hundred is the number to reach Chris and the Wealth Radio team. That's five one two two four nine seven three zero zero. Set up a time for your complimentary retirement and tax analysis. Five one two two four nine seventy three hundred, or take advantage of our free retirement resources at wealthradio.com. That's wealthradio.com. If you're retired or retiring soon, tune into Wealth Radio every Saturday morning at 11. Sponsored by Reap Financial Group, LLC. Investment advisory services provided by Reap Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Opinions expressed in this broadcast are provided for information purposes only and may change without prior notice. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed in any way as an endorsement or inducement to invest or an offer to buy or sell any securities. The sales content should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor and tax professional should be consulted before making any investment decisions. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The firm only transacts in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.